Well, good afternoon, everybody. Um, I did record a rather lengthy podcast this morning on my drive into work, but I've had some issues with the uh, the phone and the memory card and everything else, and I just, when I listened to it to see what I could do about it, I just thought a lot of rambling and, and uh, confusion because it would stop and start and I couldn't remember where I'd left off. So, um, the, the podcast was pretty much on Russia's new uh, mobilization that they're doing in, in, in cooperation with wow, the, uh, I, don't know, I, I guess, the initiatives that are being voted on or, the, you know, whatever they're calling them that will make Donbass and some of these areas in Ukraine part of Russia. And so that will define the borders. Um, it's almost a 650-mile border. So Russia's like, well, we got to mobilize some of our other people, our actual troop troops, and get them there to watch over the border. Now, you would think America and the West and NATO would sit there and go, well, you know, if they voted on this, these things to join, then uh, that's a, a democratic process. So we should honor it. And we're pretty sure they won't. And they'll just call it a, a trick or a scheme or a scam. But Russia's going to take it quite seriously. And in doing so, they're going to have their real military on the border protecting things. That's something I wish we would do in, in America, you know, just. But uh, our, our state governors and and leaders, if you can call them that, are afraid to actually take a stand and stop the invasion that's coming in, you know, to America through our southern border. So anyway, Russia's going to take it seriously. And then I don't, I don't really know what will happen, you know, if, if Ukraine start, you know, then attacking. That would be like, you know, Ukraine trying to go into St. Petersburg. It's just going to be a big nothing burger that's going to get them all killed because Russia will no longer be operating under the SMO or special military operation. They'll be just uh, be like invading a country. And Russia will follow that you know, that mandate or whatever it is, if these, these three or four big uh, areas in, in Ukraine have these memorandums and, and vote on them and pass them, then that's that. That's that's done deal. No different than if, uh, if NATO decided to accept Finland or Sweden into the United Nations. You know, it, it's signed, it's a done deal. And now if you do anything there, you're dicking with NATO. So it's, it's starting to look good um, for maybe those people that live in that area that have been wanting to be left alone and not killed by Ukrainians for, you know, what is it, eight years since 2014. Um, so it's been going on a long time. Nobody sees it. Or at least I should say nobody sees it in America and in NATO and in Europe and in the West. Well, so, you know, 
I think with as far as Ukraine as a country, um, they've had their issues. But really, if you look at Ukraine as a, a landmass, a population, it really isn't much bigger than Texas. And so you have to look at it in perspective of that. You know, if, if Texas, like we learned in the Civil War, and there was more than just one state, if Texas decided to square off with the United States Army, um, I, don't, I don't think they would have any hope in hell, actually. So that's kind of what it is with Russia and Ukraine. You know, Ukraine, they can call it a country if they want, but all of Europe, you know, is pretty much countries, a lot of countries that call themselves countries, but they're really not much bigger than than a, a, a state in, in America. Some of them aren't even as big as a county. So they all have their own flag and all that. But the reality is the EU is kind of like the United States. It's a bunch of sovereign countries that operate under one compact or contract or agreement. And um, that's the way America is. Each state is actually a sovereign country or state. And so really not a lot of difference. But, you know, if one of our states decided to go toe-to-toe with the actual United States, then they wouldn't win. And and so because the EU isn't really as organized as we are as a, as a big operating organism, it's different. But Russia is. Russia is a giant first-class, world-class economy, military, and, and government. Because all of that landmass is all Russia. And, and and so they have cities, but they don't have states like America or the EU. And so they operate under different constructs, basically. So once Russia mobilizes and accepts these agreements and these um, whatever they're calling them, memorandums or um, initiatives that they're going to vote on, then that's going to pretty much seal the deal. Russia will just basically redraw their border going from maybe Kharkov all the way down into Crimea. And that's that, in the story. And that will be that. Now, Russia will be happy. That's what we tried to do with the Minsk agreements, and that's what we've been. No, you guys just want to continue to be buck up, so there you have it. Then if Ukraine, with the help of NATO, starts launching missiles into now what is Donbass, but then after that will be Russia, that would be the same as launching missiles into St. Petersburg. You're going to get your asses handed to you. No different than if Mexico just started launching, you know, missiles and rockets into Phoenix. So as you see, you know, there, there's, there's, there's more than meets the eye of what we're being told in, in America on the news, the media, whatever you want to call that chicken shit, but it's a propaganda we get. So... We don't understand it. 
and and apparently neither does the West and Europe because they're about to go and get cold and freeze and go hungry and starve and fucking die because they are talking about 40% of their manufacturing going uh, going away. It's just closing. They can't they can't do it anymore. Because of the oil and, and, and because they won't buy in rubles. And Now, this is all part of what we as America have done. Our hegemony and our control freak mentality and world dominance is gone too far this time. And, and Russia just absorbed it. It's just like, you know, uh, Russia basically let us hit them first. You know, it's all we got. Punch them in the stomach. And they're like, okay, that was nice. Now go away. So um, Russia's just winning. That's that's it. And they will win. Now, what does that mean for the hegemony of America and the, the slush fund we call eternal wars? You know, since, I don't know, since the end of World War II, um, I think our, our national deficit was in the billions, and now we're 30 trillion. We haven't been in any really good wars since, you know, World War II. You know, this little chicken shit money makers, basically. And, and, you know, that's our side hustle in America nowadays is war in the military industrial complex and making bombs. And and then, you know, if you make them, you got to blow them up, so. We become an arms dealer to the world, and then we pick a side, and then we get people all rallied up in it. And and, and if it's in the name of uh, the red, white, and blue and patriotism and Uncle Sam, well, then fuck, you can print as much money as you want. And so we've gone from maybe, say, not even a trillion, let's just say it was a trillion back at the end of World War II, to 30 trillion. That was all done not to rebuild our infrastructure. No. Not to, you know, colonize the moon. No, didn't do that either. Um, our, our roads are decaying. You don't see any new Golden Gate bridges popping up, do you? No, because we can barely keep that fucking operable. Um, you know, we built dams and all that cool stuff way back then. Now what do we do? Nothing. We talk. You know, what we do, what we're good at is propaganda and talking. That's about it. So... So if if Russia wraps this all up and, and ends it and Ukraine's smart, they will they will agree to the terms and that'll be that. And then they can go back to being Ukraine. Now that doesn't mean that Poland might not go, Hey, well while you're down and getting your ass kicked, we want some of our old territory back too. But that would you know that wouldn't be enough for America to just spend, you know, $60 billion every couple months. All right, so I'm going to switch my uh, <clears throat> my topic up a little bit here. And even though I, I think the first, you know, talking about Russia and stuff is still all about America's hegemony and uh, thinking that Russia is you know, kind of like the bastard stepchild 
which they're not. They're a world-class economy, and, and, and they have they actually have a, a really good set of values that they operate under now. It's not communism anymore. You know, that went away in the 90s. It's, it fell apart in the 80s, actually, but in the 90s, it you know, fell on its face. So now what we're going to do, since we can't play anymore in the Ukrainian sandbox once Russia puts a lid on that, which is coming quickly, trust me, it's not going to go on 20 years like we would like, you know, we, the Pentagon. So um, they're going to start this up with China. Not because we want to go to war with China, because that's kind of another suicide pact also. But we need to get them with Taiwan, and then maybe we can send some arms and some more money to Taiwan and some planes and stuff. But I, I, don't, I don't think China's going to play that game either, because see, both of the really big players, you know, out of the, the triad of power in, in the world is, you know, militarily anyways, you know, China, you know, America, and Russia. So they're they're not going to put up with that shit. And then what that's going to do is leave us kind of looking like dumb shit standing in the corner of a party that doesn't have anyone to talk to because have nothing to say. So we will we will try to get Taiwan to do whatever Nancy Pelosi wants them to do, but. I don't see that happening. And everybody's, you know, well, China. See, I think they could rally the troops in America around being mad at China because China's the boogeyman. I mean, two years ago, China was the one making all our cool stuff. We love China. But now we need to turn that patriotic flag-waving against China. China, China, China. And so they'll start talking about, the, you know, the COVID and the this and the that and the China that and China's, you know, wanting to take over the world. But if you really look at what China's doing in Africa, say, everybody's like, well, China's buying Africa. And and even some of the leaders in Africa are like, no, they're not buying shit. They're building infrastructure. When they come to a country, they actually build things where we get them to sign loans, steal all their resources, bankrupt them, and then turn them into a third world country. Because we're the typical kind of person that wants to bring everyone down around them so they feel better. That's what we do. And, and it seems to me like China is not doing that. China is like, well, how can we build you up to do better? So then, therefore, we'll do better. If everyone's doing good, then then we're doing good. See, it's the Belt and Road Initiative that they're working on, and so is Russia. So Russia, China, Africa, Brazil, all these BRIC nations, they're actually 80% of the Earth's fucking population. We're just the, the, the leftovers, you know. <clears throat> and so we haven't done any good for anybody for quite a while Actually, I mean, you know, we've had sanctions on Cuba since the 50s. And, you know, it hasn't destroyed the Castro family. They're still running the fucking show. The people are suffering again more. And, and so, 
Sanctions don't work, but we don't see that. See, and China and Russia see what we're doing because, well, because they're not stupid. It, it's it's like your kid trying to con you into borrowing the car, and and so he's doing all these things you would normally have to tell him to do more than once, and then and then when you're like, "What's up? What do you think?" Oh, nothing, Dad. I just I you know, I was just thinking how much I really do appreciate you and paying the rent and keeping the lights on, but really. They want to buy with a car, <laughs> and you know it. And so Russia and China are the smart parents, you know, not giving them any more credit than they maybe deserve or any more acc- accolades, but they're looking at America and what we're doing, and they're just going, you are so fucking transparent that you think we can't see this, but we have smart people in, in our country too. We have philosophers in our country. We have economic advisors in our country we have military advisors in our country and we can see what you're doing because see we're not blind as a fucking bat so i think that'll be the next thing coming but what i'm seeing is that none of this matters really like you know i listen to you know i think i've told you you know like mike adams and alex jones and and I've, I've posted a lot of videos on PrepperGuy.com about the uh, the COVID thing and the shot and, and all that. Because, see, I can post it on my website because uh, big media can go fuck themselves. And they haven't, they can't, they can't cancel me on my own website. Now they can cancel the website. And that's what they'll do to everybody when they get ready to. But for now. And so I, I, I listen to all this stuff and I go, what do I really care about the new... Uh, what are they calling it now? The environmental lockdowns. And, and what do I really care about? You know, the shot killing people or a new round of shots because I'm not going to take it. I didn't take the first one. I'm not going to take any others. So fuck them. So what's going to happen is that uh, it's going to fall apart before that. You know, the economy is going to collapse. There's just so many black swans swimming around out there that, you, you know, you're looking at the lake and you're thinking, is it night? Why are there no swans out there? It's, the whole lake is black. Yeah, they're all black swans and we're about to fucking fall off a cliff. And and you'd have to, you know, watch a lot of, of YouTube videos and stuff by smart people about why it's collapsing and how it will collapse and all that. To actually understand it, because I can't reiterate it. I just listen to it and go, yeah, that's that's what I'm seeing. That's 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 that, and that's that over there. Yep. You know, because we all know truth when we hear it. We might not be able to re-explain it, but we know it when we hear it. <clears throat> and so I think before the the, the World Economic Forum and, and the Great Reset can even happen, it's going to collapse. And... and and people say, well, you know, Russia's, you know, Putin's part of that great reset. He's friends with Klaus Schwab. It's like, no, he actually has a warrant for George Soros's arrest in Russia anytime. If, if Soros shows up, he gets arrested and will be tried and for war crimes or whatever. So he doesn't like Soros, and I'm sure Soros and Klaus Schwab, you know, smell each other's butts or whatever rich people do. So, and and so I don't see that 
coming into play because what Putin is trying to do and what China is trying to do with their Belt and Road Initiative and their people, it doesn't look like they want everyone dead, but 500 million people, which is what they're saying. We're going to kill 7.5 billion people on Earth. That's their plan, the Great Reset. Well, Russia knows automatically that they are not part of that the other seven, you know, the the other 500 million. Because nobody's like Russia. They're, like I said, they're the bastard child. So, stepchild, actually. So, <clears throat> they're, they're not, they're not part of this equation. They're not at the table. And Russia knows that. They might have played along with Klaus Schwab and the economic forum years ago, which helped Putin get a leg up and, you know, get up on the first rung of that ladder. But, you don't care about Klaus Schwab. Cares about his people, and he's made that abundantly clear. And if you don't believe me, just look at what the sanctions did not do to Russia, because Putin and a lot of his people that he's hired and stuff that run it have built an economy that withstood everything we threw at them. And China, I mean, even though they're going through some economic problems right now. I think if the economy fell on its face, they would just write off what America owes them because that's why their economy's kind of hurting is because they probably owe us, you know, quite a few of those $30 trillion that we're in debt. We're in debt to somebody. Oh, that would be China. So I think China and Russia understand that if the the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and his little pals get what they want, they're not going to be the ones left standing either, you know. And we, the people, you know, at least in America, should understand that too. We're not part of that 500 million that get to stick around. <laughs> We're not. <clears throat> so it's all very sinister, but I'm going to try not to worry about it. But I, I'm, I'm looking at Russia and China thinking, you know, they're really not the bad actors in this movie. You know, the, the director and the screenwriter want you to see these characters as the bad guys. But at the end of the movie, you'll find out they were the good guys. Maybe not the kind of good guys that you would want to have your daughter marry or have a beer with them, but they're not the villains. Uncle Sam and... and and our Pentagon, and our leaders, and our, our ruling class that have turned their backs on Americans are the bad guys. And before I wrap it up, think about it. These people, not just the Pentagon, but our ruling class, all the politicians and all the bureaucrats they've hired, want to fuck us over. They've turned their back on the Constitution, we the people, and all of our rights. And you see them every day trying to shred those rights. And if you think in any screenplay that you've ever watched that they're the good guys, you're watching a very B-rated movie. They're not the good guys. They don't care about you or me or your family or your children or your grandchildren or your great-grandchildren. They don't care about you. Mitch McConnell, all of the Republican Party, they're asshats. All the Democrats, they're asshats. 
Nobody in Washington cares about you. The entire Pentagon and the military apparatus don't care about you. They want you dead. That's what they want. They want you dead. And we're just, we're just a, a bump in the road to them. And they've made it abundantly clear by trying to take away our rights forever. And then Biden's red speech. Oh, my God. You know, they're coming out and saying, you're dick to us. You're, you're less than the gum I scraped off my shoe. You're not important. In fact, if I get out of my limo and have to scrape gum off my shoe, I'm going to be pissed. That's what you are to them. You're, you're less than zero to them. You know, and, and, and they're making it abundantly clear in the, everything they're saying, everything they're doing, everything. So if you think the Republicans are going to sweep the election and save us, it's not going to happen. You know, nothing's going to change. It might be prolonged if the Republicans get elected and a few of them, you know, like DeSantis and, and, and if one or two good ones start trying to do something, Marjorie Taylor Greene and stuff. But all it's going to do is kick that can down the road because they don't have enough power to change it. Donald Trump won by a massive landslide the first time. And I'm not saying he was the greatest guy as a president, but look what they did to him. The deep state won that one. One deep state, zero good guys, white hats, whatever you want to call them. So it will just be a prolonging of the agony. What we need to do is just rip the fucking Band-Aid off. Sit. That's all you can do. And get on with life. Get on living or get on with dying. That's from Shawshank. Um, because it's not going to get better. If you think we win by praying our way out of it and, and electing a few good guys and maybe, maybe, just maybe getting a majority in the House or the Senate, you know, really, that's just a special kind of stupid that believes that. You know, it's just, it's naive, naivete. We have to rip the Band-Aid off. And I don't know how to do that because I'm not a military guy. And it, it would be nice if we could do it peacefully, but they're not going to allow it to be peaceful. They're going to do whatever they can to piss off the patriots that still believe in certain things. And, and then they're, then they're going to, they're going to go off going, look, Look at the, the MAGA people. Oh, my God. And then they will come in with carte blanche and arrest and kill everyone that stands in their way. And because we've been jerking our puds and playing around with our dicks for so long, we won't have the strength to fight. We won't have the leadership to fight, the, the willingness to fight, anything. We'll just be caught completely off guard. And, and they've been telling us for 50 years now, we're going to screw you. We're going to fuck you over. You're going to lose. You're going to lose your country. We're stealing your country. We're stealing your birthright. It's over. And when you're not watching, we're going to take it. Just like that. So, you know, you know, I, 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 I don't see things ending nicely. Of course, that's why things end because they got all fucked up. America's dead. I've been saying that for years. This isn't new. Um, if it gets saved in whatever magic 
bullshit way you think it's going to get saved, it will just be kicking the can down the road and not that far down the road because the can has gotten really, really big. You know, you and I, you know, being almost 70, I might be dead by the time that can stops rolling down the road if we kick it again. The reality, I don't, I don't think so. Everything, everywhere you turn, our morals are, are in the toilet. Our economy is, is in, in the dumpster. You know, our, our social fabric that once held America together is, is gone. The light went out. It's over. We just can't see it yet. We're dead men walking and women, whatever. <clears throat> so, you know, I, I don't, I don't mean to be a, a, you know, a downer. I'm very optimistic about it. I'm ready. And I think most preppers are ready. You know, not ready for everything, but fuck, you can't be, you know. Doesn't, doesn't matter. You jumped into the lake and you thought it was warm and it looked warm and inviting. And then you got frostbite and fucking sank and died. You can't prepare for the unknown. And, and so we're not in a good place at all in any way, shape, or form. And if you do a real honest heart-to-heart search of everything going on in America, <clears throat> you got sheriffs looking into DeSantis uh, because he sent 49 you know, immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. Oh my God, that was the worst thing ever happened. That's, that's human trafficking. Oh, what the fuck are you guys doing? Oh, you know, and I'm not even going to rehash the, the hypocrisy of that bullshit. What's really stunning is that there's sheriffs and law enforcement that are looking into it. It's like, get a fucking clue, morons, or get out of office. You know, so our sheriff's departments that are our constitutional sheriffs, they're, they're asleep. Police departments have been co-opted. Local politicians are too stupid to fucking save themselves in a, a paper bag. And, and, and if, you, if you look at it honestly, you're not going to win. It's over. It's over, Johnny. I don't know what movie that's from, but Howard Stern used to play it all the time. It's pretty fucking funny. So there you have it. Talk to you guys all later. Um, good luck. I, I, I think uh, they're going to raise interest today. Again, whatever. Um, according to uh, uh, Jim Rickards, today is the uh, the Angel of Death Day, to where the, the massive collapse in a sixty-year pattern ends. This month is the seventieth uh, anniversary of the Jubilee, the seven-year Jubilee, or whatever. So, biblically speaking. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. You know, it's the Mayan calendar on steroids. You got, you know, these black swan events that happen every 50, 60 years that's happening today. Um, let's see, what's today is uh, the 21st. Um, so that's happening today. Russia's going to get mobilizing their men. Um, these these uh, referendums are going to take place in Ukraine. Um, Europe's going to freeze, fucking starve. Nobody's going to miss them. Backwater bunch of people anyway. 
and then uh and then the the jubilee you know the religious side of it it's not going to be good sorry maybe i'll come back next year if the world hasn't ended and i'll apologize for being so fucking wrong talk to y'all later bye-bye we made too many compromises already too many retreats we invade our space and we fall back i'm your huckleberry the line must be drawn here this far no farther that's just my game